story today is called, How is your receiving? How, how's your receiving? I'm taking it from Mark's Gospel, chapter four. And it's a story that Jesus tells about four soils, four soils. And he's talking about the power of investment. He's talking about the strength and the condition of the soils. And many of you probably heard this story. For some of you, maybe it's the first time. But Jesus, if you don't know much about him, he was a storyteller. He asked great questions and he told great stories. Do you ask great questions? Do you like great questions? Are you cultivating the capacity to ask great questions? Because it is a great thing to cultivate in your life the capacity to ask great questions. And I'm not talking about how much does this job pay? That's a great question. But there's better questions as well. How good are your questions? Can you learn to ask great questions? Jesus always asked great questions. And one of the things that he also did was he told great stories. And this is one of the stories that he tells. So he tells a story about four soils and there's a massive crowd of people following him because he's doing things that no one have ever seen him, anyone else had do. He's healing the sick, he's opening blind eyes, he's touching people that are dead and they're coming back to life. And he's just talking differently, walking differently. And there's something profound that draws people from all walks of life. And so what happens is, he says something in this story that I believe you and I can hold on to today. And so I'm gonna have a go at talking about this story and how it kind of applies to us. Is that okay? My prayer is that you have got a heart that's ready to receive from God today. And he, he, he goes on and after the crowds are, you know, uh, he pulls his guys, his disciples aside and he explains what the stories are. Sometimes you hear a story, but you don't know what it means. And he explains the story and we get this in Mark's gospel because we get insight into the story. And this is how the story goes. Then Jesus said to the followers, do you understand this story? If you don't, how will you understand any story? So obviously there's something in this story that is the key to all the other stories. So it's worth paying attention to. He who have ears to hear, let him hear. The farmer is someone who plants God's teaching in people. Sometimes the teaching falls on the path, which is hard ground. That is like someone who hears the teachings of God. As soon as they hear it, the enemy comes to take it away and the teaching that was planted in them. So this person or these people represent hard soil. Whatever God's Word does for them, it's like it's stolen. It doesn't get in. And he speaks about hard hearts. This other, he says, this is like some people who hear the teaching, as soon as they hear it, the enemy comes and takes it away. So first of all, we've got to understand something that there is an enemy to your life. You're not going to have an easy ride into your future. The moment you were conceived, there was a fight for you. There's probably a fight before you even got conceived. The reality is, is sometimes through conception, we are fighting for our children. We're fighting for them in the womb. We're fighting for when they're born. We're fighting for when they're younger. We're fighting for when they're teenagers. We're fighting for them when they're young adults. Oh, and we're still fighting for them when they're in their 50s. There's always a fight. Do you know why there's a fight for you? because there's something on you. You know why there's a fight for you? It's because you're carrying something. You're loaded with something. It's called God-given potential. 
Some of you today, it's a miracle you're here. Why? Because the medical report said you should not have been born. But you're here. You're alive. You're well. Your face is towards the sun. Some of you, you don't even know how you got here because you weren't actually planned. But you turned up anyway. Thank God you did. Because the world would not be the same without you. So what I'm trying to help you understand here is He's giving us a story. He's letting us know that there is something to go forward to. There is something on your life. There are people that have got something going somewhere and there's a fight for them. See, whatever's got your heart's got your life. It's easy to go and turn up to a marathon. It's easy to turn up to a demonstration. It's easy to get your bike and go to Kreuzberg. It's easier to go to Wansey today. Why? Because it's easy or easy-ish. The challenge is life is not about easy. Life is about wise investments. And so what we find is that where I live in Prenzlauerberg, there's parks, beautiful parks, and they're established paths. But there's always paths that someone else has created. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? So if the toilet's there, there is a natural path that goes all the way over here, all the way over here, all the way over there to go to the toilet. But people in Berlin don't want to go all the way up there, all the way down, all the way there to the toilet. They just want to go the shortest possible way to the toilet. And they create a path. And then everyone goes, what a great idea. I'm going to follow that path too. And they create a bigger path, a bigger path, a bigger path. And the ground gets hard. And nothing grows on that path. Whatever's put on the path, nothing can grow. Why? Because it's well used. Just because a well used path exists doesn't mean it's the path that God's got for you. There is no shortcuts in life. Yet we want a shortcut, it's human nature. But you'll find that if you choose shortcuts, the enemy will steal from you. The enemy will say, hey, you thought it was a shortcut. And he ends up taking you a longer way to your future and often a painful way to your future because you didn't need to go through that if you'd have just trusted God. So the enemy wants to rob us of the wisdom of what's the right pathway in life. And what are we like? We're like, I don't wanna go to the pathway that everybody's told me to take. I wanna take my own pathway. How many people in this room are a little bit prone to, can I create my own pathway, please? Three people, okay. You're such a good church. We have this ability where we wanna find our own pathways. We wanna do it our way. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. I think there's something curious in all of us. But what I'm trying to say to you though, if you want to see what God is trying to do in our lives and in our hearts and through our lives, we've got to understand that the enemy wants to stop you going God's way and he wants you to go the hard way. Where there isn't any kingdom fruit. So you wanna do it your way, that's fine. But you won't produce fruit for the kingdom. So the challenge for you and I is, Who are you wanting to produce fruit for? Are you wanting to do it for Him or are you wanting to do it for you? And the thing with this is that this hard pathway actually produced nothing. 
Can I just say to everyone in this room, you're young enough, you're smart enough, you're good looking enough, you're intelligent enough, you've still got lots of years ahead of you by the grace of God. Don't choose shortcuts. Do whatever you need to do to keep your course in Jesus' Name, but produce fruit for the Kingdom. You get one life and use it well. Use it to the glory of God. Use it to honour Him. That's the biggest question you can ask. Do you want to honour God with the life that you have? Yes, go for it. It's such a good question. The second group of people it highlights is there's some people, it, other people are like the seed planted on rocky ground. They hear the teaching, they quickly and gladly accept it, but they don't allow it to go deep into their lives. They keep it only a short time. As soon as the trouble or the persecution comes because of the teaching they accepted, they give up. They give up. So yes, oh, that's amazing. Yes, I received Jesus. Yes, the good news. Wow, that's amazing. It's easy to receive in this context, but it's not just about receiving. Are you gonna allow your roots to go down? Are you actually, see, being here today is easy. You're here. But can you be here next week? Can you be here in a month's time? Can you be here in two years' time? Are you gonna be around in 10 years' time? That's the fight for your heart. Or you're gonna let life beat you up. You're gonna let life take you out. You're gonna get life distract you. See, Jesus is trying to help people. The audience who are hearing this, were faced with all sorts of challenges and they had to make decisions about where they're going. And this is the story he was saying. There are soils and not all of them produce, but he is taking them somewhere where I wanna take us today. So he takes us to this soil, it's called shallow ground. You're not gonna have a future if everything's shallow because the truth is, recently in Berlin, the trees blew over in the city. All of them had shallow roots. It looked like a big tree, but bam, it went down. But the roots were exposed and they were shallow. Don't let that be about your life where the storms come and the challenges come and adversity blows against you. And don't be so where you look amazing, but bam, you go down. And the truth is your, sh your roots were shallow. Now, I'm not saying this to hurt anyone. I'm saying that this is the language of the kingdom. God's trying to help us to go, get your roots down in Him because there's no storm big enough, there's no adversity strong enough that Asley can take you out, but you take responsibility for putting your roots down. However, there is a soil that looks like it's receiving, but the truth is when the pressure's on, they actually haven't got the roots down. There's another group of people which I find the most challenging group of people personally, and that is there are others like the seed planted among thorny weeds. They hear the teaching, but their lives become full of other things. The worries of this life, the deception that money will give them everything they want. This brings conflict and keeps the teaching from growing and it does not produce fruit in their lives. Gosh. This is the toughest one for me personally because pastoring a church, speaking the Word of God, declaring God's promises over people's lives, it looks like everyone's receiving. It looks like people are here week in, week out, month in, month out. And, and what happens is you think they're getting it, you think they're receiving it, but years come, maybe months come or years come and no fruit. 
And this is an indicator because it's being choked out. The Word of God is in competition with something else. Jesus, but. Jesus at the boyfriend. Jesus at the girlfriend. Jesus at the job. Jesus, uh, are you coming here for Him or are you coming here for what He can do for you? Do you want the healing or do you want the healer? Do you want Him or do you want what He can do for you? It's always the wrestle. But I want what He does for me. I'm not sure if I want Him. Imagine if we treated each other like that. Can I tell you the three things I like about you? Oh, go ahead. Is there anything else? Yeah, I wanna talk about the seven things I don't like about you. And, and we all feel like invaded. We're like, we're feeling like, what? I'm sorry, I am not a three person thing. I am a whole person. So you take all the seven and the three, that's a 10. You take all of me or none of me. Delete, cancel, block. Do you, do, you, do you want people to do that to you? I like these three things about you, but I don't like these 10 things about you. That is a horrible life to live. And what do we do? We spend our whole energy and emotion covering up what we don't want anyone to see. Oh, I don't want them to see my feet because I got ugly feet. Who said you got ugly feet? According to who? Oh, they're big. be good at scuba diving then. What I'm trying to say to you is, if we want to live our lives like that, don't be surprised it causes more pain. Jesus doesn't come in and give us a list of what He likes and what He doesn't like. He says, I want all of you. That's what the gospel is. All of you. What, just the good parts of me? No, all of you. Good, bad, and ugly because He's the only one who can handle it because He's God. And He's saying in this story here, there are people that receive the Word, but they're being choked out because of other things. So today, it's a good reminder to not be that kind of person that looks like they're receiving the Word, but the reality is you're here, but you're not here. And it's nothing wrong to have other things. It's just they cannot choke the Word of God. So your question is still valid for all of us is, what kind of soil do you want to be? What kind of heart do you want to have? It's not someone else's responsibility. It is your responsibility. Well, the good news is he doesn't end on a downer. He ends on an up. It's like a good film. It has a happy ending. And this is the ending. If Clint Eastwood directed this, he wouldn't have probably had this ending. But... That's why Clint Eastwood is, is a legend. But the point I'm making is he takes them on this journey of three soils that don't produce fruit. And then he goes to the end and he goes this. There's other people who are like the seed planted in the good ground. They hear the teachings, they receive and accept it, and they grow and produce much fruit. Sometimes 30, sometimes 60, sometimes even 100 times more. So I love that out of the four soils. It's not about the three, it's about the one. The attention in this story is not on the three. The attention of this story is look at the one soil. Look what it did. So it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. It's what are you doing? What are you doing? 
And I believe it's all of us. It's on all of us to make a decision on the condition of our heart. So is your heart good soil? Is my heart ready to receive? Am I good at receiving the Word of God? Am I good at holding on to the Word of God? Am I good at nourishing the Word of God into the very fabric of my being? It's His Word that will lead you in the night season. It's His Word that will help you to overcome. It's His Word that will take you through the valleys. It's His Word that will lift. It's His Word that will heal. It's His Word that brings light. At the entrance of your Word, there is light. It's His Word. And I believe if we can be encouraged with God's Word today, I believe we've got to make a choice again today in His beautiful table where He is feeding us and sustaining us. And He's asking us, is your heart able to receive my Word? And maybe hardness has got in there. Maybe we're choosing our own roads, our own pathways, and we're paying the price for it. But the fact is, is that when we go through hardship, it can harden us. My prayer is, is that God will soften the hardest heart so the Word of God can prosper. Sometimes we got to remember investing into relationships. It's not when they're broken, it's when they're good. What's the point of me building my life, building the church? My marriage is a mess. My children hate God. They hate each other and they hate their family and they hate everything. You know, like I'm building the church for you, Lord. I've told you. My wife is a gift from the Lord. My children are a gift from the Lord. The church is a bonus. Why would I forget my marriage and why would I forget my children? I'm not here to build the church. I'm here because of the gift that God has given me. My wife and my children are a gift from the Lord. Everything else is a bonus. Your friends, they're not there to be used when you feel good or feel bad. Your friends are bigger than that. They're better than that. Don't misuse your friendships. Don't manipulate them. Jesus doesn't manipulate us. So why do we manipulate each other? And this is the context of this story. Get your soil right. Get your heart right. Let the Word of God take you where you can't take yourself. That's the fight. There is an enemy and he doesn't want your heart to be good ground. He wants it cluttered. He wants it thorny. He wants it shallow. He wants it divided. He wants it complicated. He wants it offended. He wants it wounded, but he doesn't want it healthy. Why? Because he knows a healthy heart can produce 30, 60, 100 fold. It is fruitful for the kingdom. I believe that's the way we were created, to be fruitful. So let's ask ourselves the questions that can really help us to cultivate a heart. I think one of the questions that stands out is who am I? You want to cultivate a healthy heart, ready to receive from God? You need to ask a question. Jesus was always asking questions. Who am I? Who are you? You're a daughter of the King. You're the son of God. You are a son and a daughter of the Most High. You're a child of God. You're not something going from nowhere, going nowhere, just existing in this moment of life. No, no, you're a precious child of God. Even if your parents didn't want you, God knew you, God wants you, God can use you, God can lift you, God can restore you. Who am I? Who am I? And that's the fight. You're gonna let culture tell you how? 
You're going to let that person tell you who you are. You're going to let education tell you who you are. You're going to let the government tell you who you are. Who is it that has the right to tell you who you are? Only one person qualifies. His name is Jesus. And let me tell you what He says you are. You are mine. You are my beloved. You are the apple of my eye. Another question we can ask to cultivate a heart that's ready to receive is, why am I here? Am I here just to exist? Am I here to bump along? Am I here to waste time? Am I here just to get a PhD? You just spent five years doing that PhD for the next 50 years to be so fruitful. I've told you last week, your personality is not your prison. You are uniquely made. There's no one like you. And why do we spend our life trying to be like someone else? No, no, no. Who am I? Why am I here? These are great questions to ask because they will help our hearts to be receiving from Him in Jesus' name, amen? How much potential do I have? Oh my goodness. How much potential do you have? I wish I could see all of the potential in your life, but I don't, can't see it, but I know it's there. How do you know how much potential is in the person next to you? Can you see it? Can you see all of it? Can you see the way God sees it? No, you can't see it. I can't see it. So what does God do to help us? He said, speak to the potential. Speak to that potential. I know it's there. I can't see it, but I know it's there. So I'm gonna speak to it. That's called reality. You call things that you cannot see and you bring them into the realm of the seen by speaking to it. And that's why the enemy wants to stop you speaking hope, purpose and life. You've got to speak to your potential. Well, I wish someone would speak to mine. What happens if no one does? You've got to learn to speak to your own potential. But once you realise that potential is in every single one of you, a friend of ours who just adopted a beautiful boy. When he was born, the moment he was born, his mother walked away. He was left at the hospital. For seven months, he was in the hospital. He was fed, but he was not touched. He was changed, but he was not held. Not one word of love or affirmation was spoken over him for seven months. At the end of seven months, he was seized up. His body would not move. His legs, his joints, his muscles, it was like a statue. Seven months. The hospital knew they couldn't keep this boy. And so they brought in this lady who was a foster mom. And she came in and she was a follower of Jesus. She loved the Lord and she loved the promise of God. And she felt that God was using her to bring love to these forgotten children. And so she came in and she started to speak over this boy and she started to love him and to nurture him and to hold him and to do what only a mother can do. And even though it wasn't her child, she just took on the nature of a mother towards this child. The doctor said he will never walk. The doctor said he would never speak. This child was basically ruined. Within months, he started to respond. At the same time, our friends were trying to adopt because they found out they couldn't have children. And they got in the system somehow 
and they got connected to this child. And they saw the report and they were like, oh my goodness, this child. And they they saw the conditions. They saw all of the professional expert advice about this child. And then they met the foster mother and they were like, the report says one thing, but this mother says something different. Which report are we gonna believe? And so they take on this beautiful child and they're now the parents, they've adopted him. He's not even three years old and he is singing, he is walking, he is dancing. He has a pitch. He has a pitch. He has a pitch. And he has the ability already at year, age of three. See, all of that potential was already there. That's one story. And we could have thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of stories like this. And it happens every day. There's so much potential in every single one of you. Maybe you're in your 20s. Maybe you're in your 30s. Maybe you've had so many hits and knocks and bruises and scars that you feel like giving up. Well, I want to announce to you, God is saying your soil is good soil. Your heart is ready to receive. And whatever was said over your life, give it to me and watch what I will do. God can do what you can't do. He can take us where we can't take ourselves. Because God's story is not about how strong we are. God's story is about how amazing He is. And He can take the broken. He can take the neglected. He can take the forgotten. He can take those who feel like they will never amount to anything. And He says, watch what I can do with my spirit in the one heart that is ready to receive. I don't know what you plan to do with your life. My prayer is that you will do your life with a heart that's ready to receive from God. Whatever the story is, however messy it is, whatever brokenness is in there, whoever's stolen from you, whoever has tried to rob you, I'm telling you now, your heavenly Father has been with you every step of the way and His oil and wine will work every time. His word will prosper and He can bring 30, 60, 100 fold. In other words, you let God in, and He will blow you away what He can do with your life. How many people who have escaped war-torn countries fled for their lives and they've presented their lives to God as an offering and God has done profound things? You know, when children come into the earth, listen to me, when children come into the earth, it's a little bit of God coming into the earth. A little bit of Him comes into the earth because there's so much hope in our children. And that's why it matters to fight for the children. That's why we're going to pray for baby Bruno's heart to be healed so he can be the child God's called him to be. But many of you are not children anymore. You're adults. But how's your heart? Is it still affected by childhood days? Your Father can heal any heart. Our Heavenly Father can heal and restore any heart. But make a choice today about the condition of your heart. Is it ready to receive? This young boy I spoke about who's three years old, I know the family he's placed in and I know the home he's going to be raised in. And nothing's perfect. It never is. But when they said he would never speak, there was a fight for him to say words. All he could say was, 
No. And something happened, and I'm saying this because this is how I'm going to end the service, end this message, but the, cra the crazy thing about this young boy is, is how do you get him to speak? Is it a speech therapist? Is it a course? Is it a program? And let me tell you how he learned to speak. He was so frustrated. He was so locked up in a prison that he didn't create for himself. And it brought such an explosion. And in a moment of frustration, in a moment of absolute desperation, something unlocked in his brain, something unlocked in his spirit, and he came out with an absolute shout. And it wasn't a shout of joy, it was a shout of pain. But it unlocked something. It broke the chains that was trying to slow him down. And I believe today God is here to say, I can break the chains. I can let that shout out and that shout will be safe with me. You can shout, you can roar, you can scream, but there is no shout that He cannot receive. Even if it's painful, even if it's tragic, even if it's hurtful, He can break the chains because your heart is good soil and He 